professional wrestler and former Ring of Honor Pure Wrestling Champion, Hurricane John Walters. In- What's going on, guys? This is Supermax Hernandez, a.k.a. Hot Stuff Hernandez. What's up, guys? You're listening to Joel Jose Maximo, the SAT. This is Shaheem Ali. This is Crowbar. Hey, this is Jeff Gorman, former announcer for Ring of Honor, and you are listening to the ROH Review. Hello, and welcome to ROH Review, episode 30. I am three-time pro wrestling author, Oliver Newman. And I'm pro wrestling journalist, Stephen Jackson. Hey. Yep, tonight's edition of the ROH Review is going to be dedicated to the memory of Shad Gaspard and Hannah Kimura. May you both rest in peace. Thank you so much for the entertainment you've provided us through the the medium of pro wrestling over the years. Yeah, absolutely. (sighs) Right. And yeah... I'm wearing a ridiculous cap. Well, not ridiculous, actually. <laughs> it's uh, an AJ Styles cap that I've, I've turned into. Um, uh, you know, just, just did it once upon a time. And we are wearing Brian Danielson T-shirt with Austin Aries being uh, choked out, which he mentioned to me at a 1PW show back in the day. <laughs> and Stephen is wearing... He's Jonathan Gresham, one of his many favorite wrestlers. Um, Octopus T-shirt. Basically, we're going to wear merchandise until somebody sends us free stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Um, And, yeah, over to you, Stephen. You really – oh, no, sorry. Uh, How are you doing today, Stephen? Yeah, no, it's uh, doing well. Um, lovely weather we've been having. Uh, it's the first time we've done a show together in two weeks, maybe more. So it's a rare and two. It's a rare joint effort this week. Um, I have no. It's Brian Danielson. You do. Yeah. Um, but no, it's uh, no, it's good. Lovely weather. Um, and had a lovely birthday. And yeah, it's all good. How about you, Oliver? Yeah, much like yourself. Lovely weather. Um, and, yeah, just just living on a day-to-day basis. Uh, you know, we're still in isolation, social distancing, lockdown. Uh, the measures have been eased. Of course, that's happened after my birthday. But, <laughs> you know, that's just typical. Um, and, yeah, just living day-to-day in the moment. This is Thursday night. The 28th of May, um, uh, I'm here with my, my colleague, uh, my co-host, and most importantly, my friend, just shooting the breeze about the company which we love, which is, for anyone who hasn't tuned in before, what have you been doing, uh, <laughs> Ring of Honor. So, Absolutely. yeah, um, as I was starting to say, uh, Stephen's, you know, affection to the future of Vanna is there for everyone to see. So, would you like to introduce our first match, the opening match on our fantasy card? Absolutely. Without um, no further ado, our future of Vanna match this evening is between Clutch Adams, who is a Monster Factory graduate, mm-hmm. taking on Cauliflower Chase Brown. And this match took place in the Ring of Honor dojo, and it was hey. Ian Riccoboni who was on commentary. So I will pass it back over to you, Oliver, after my great, once again, um, Bobby Cruz introduction. What did you make of this one? Bobby Cruz is shaking in his boots. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. You know, when we did the YouTube description, he's shaking his <laughs> boots. Okay. So love the pre-match promos. Love the dojo. Every match, I don't care. Um, love the the nickname that Clutch gave to himself, the hidden gem. That was pretty yeah. cool. Uh, cauliflower, uh, Chase Brown explained why he's called Cauliflower, and it had to do with Terry Funk, and we are funking loving that. Without <laughs> um, Ian Riccoboni on commentary, fantastic. As you mentioned, the Monster Factory uh, graduate and champion. Um, cool. Cool. Oh, the students chant um, cauliflower, which is pretty yeah. cool. 
Power bomb to the outside ring post. Ouch. That was nasty. Um, I love that. That yeah, was great. The 450 by Clutch as well was superb. I didn't think he'd yeah. And then Cauliflower taps him out. And one of the most important things that we talk about every week, 5.6 thousand views. Yeah. Over to you, Stephen. Thought this was great. Um, I thought that both guys were two guys I didn't know a lot about, and they really showed what they were able to do in the dojo. Um, Cauliflower really reminded me a lot of Timothy Thatcher in his style yes. of wrestling and that kind of hard, you know, that hard as nails sort of catch as can style to him. Um, and Clutch Adams. Much about, sorry, Stephen, it's something I didn't no, no, know. No. But his wrestling style that is up our yeah, up, isn't it really? Yeah, awesome. And um, just thought they had really great chemistry. I loved how they used the actual dojo arena itself. So like when he threw him into the he clutch through cauliflower into the uh, wall, I thought that was I thought that was great. Yeah, um, I thought the uh, diving drop kick from Cauliflower Clutch Adams as well. Sorry, Cauliflower Chase Brown was great onto Clutch Adams. And like you said, the, the actual graduates were really getting into this one, which really added to the atmosphere of it. It felt really exciting to watch it there live. Um, and that um, deadlift, um, there was a deadlift fisherman suplex, what was yeah, the vicious, but there was also, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, and that. Um, Tribute to Kurt Henning. Yeah. And that Brilliant. power bomb spot was just like something I'd never I never expected that to happen in a month of Sundays. And then that just like <laughs> took it over the top. I thought the, that was the such one a ring post on the outside. Yeah. I thought that was such a really cool spot that I loved it. Um yeah, I thought this and the code of honor was followed at the end as well. So that was always a nice little touch as well. But loved this. Thought it was just great and Two guys who, you know, I want to see more of, much more of. Definitely. Definitely. Hey. <laughs> In stereo. Hey. Oh. So, this week, it is myself bringing you some breaking news from our trusty Ring of Honor app, or from the yeah, Ring of Honor news. Uh, people, I'm way too busy, and Stephen's not doing <laughs> enough with his full-time job. So, um, so yes, there's been quite a bit of news this week. Um, the main big news, um, which has just been announced, so we're actually in time this time, Oliver, hey. is that there will be hey, there will be something called Fresh Fifty Fridays coming to the Honor Club starting this week, which is where there will be fifteen new matches added to the Honor Club every Friday, and the first year will be from two thousand and six. And the Doofixer versus Blood Generation match, which we reviewed, will be one of the matches which will be put onto the service to start with, along with some uh, Women of Honor matches, including uh, Mercedes Martinez, uh, Lacey, Daisy Hayes, Nelson Danger in a four-way match. Um, and there's also a six-woman mayhem match between Lacey, Daisy Hayes, Alison Danger, uh, Miss Chief, Cheerleader, Melissa and Rain. So some a big, a big mixture. And also another great match which is due to go on, which we um, both love, is um, the match between uh, the Samoa Joe and Brian Danielson against Kenta and Naomichi Marafuji. Which uh, do you remember that one, Oliver? Because that's a that's a classic match. Have we covered it? We were going to. I don't know if we were going to. I don't know if we did. I I, I haven't seen it. I don't think I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. So that's another great match there. So that's a really exciting thing. Um, what's happened this week? Um, no, sorry. I might watch that on Sunday. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, the Kevin Eck files this week mentions. That Matt Taven, there's this new thing Ring of Honor have been doing, which on YouTube is that people are watching their first matches back, so like so watch along. And Matt Taven was one of the first people to look at his first match back in 2010, 
it was really funny actually to see this um, and to see the reactions and see how people have developed over time because Mandy Leone is one of the wrestlers as well who yeah. looked at her first match. Really cool. I really like these cool little things Ring of Honor are doing with all the talent. They're not just sort of laying dormant, which is really cool actually and getting more from the archives. Um, the rousing success of the ROH Trivia Night, which me and Oliver couldn't attend due to it taking place at two o'clock in the morning over here in the UK, <laughs> was a rousing <laughs> success. And then this next, there's going to be another one, which is taking place on Thursday, May the 28th, so this evening uh, at 7pm Eastern. So obviously, again, we're uh, not able to watch that one, uh, listen to that one, sorry. So the uh, Kevin Eck Files uh, ROH Strong podcast, it also mentions with Kevin Eck, uh, was between Dalton Castle and I was with sorry Dalton Castle and Joe Hendry. Um, mm-hmm. Great, great show. It was a long show again, over an hour and a half. And due to time constraints, didn't listen to the whole interview. Listened to half of it, like the um, Jay Lethal interview. Really funny guys. Really funny. Dalton Castle is just as good. He'd be making good, making great radio host. He's brilliant. So <laughs> the stuff when they like to talk about, they haven't got a tag name. What well, sorry. It would make a great movie star as well. Yeah, absolutely. So funny. Um, so they were talking about how they haven't got a tag team name. So um, Kevin Eck came up with the Austin, Austin, what was it again? The Ostentatious Prestigious Peacocks was the name he came up for them after they were disputing, which is great. After That's they were disputing, the yeah. Calling them from now on, I don't care. We can't say, um, what we're going to call them. <laughs> Um, they also um, joked about the um, two guys which was led from the saying that two guys one tag is a stupid name for a tag team so it was pretty cool hearing about like the little feud in there which was great and they also mentioned which was called the they were really disappointed that um, the Vegas shows the 18th anniversary and past versus present didn't take place because they were so pumped for facing the Briscoes and it felt mm. they were really hitting the stride and it was such a shame because now obviously they're having to you know it's been still with what's gone on two really great guys really great chemistry between the two of them really funny and um, really easy listening I would recommend anyone again all these episodes of the ROH um, Strong podcast have been phenomenal so definitely go out of your way and listen to them to learn more about the wrestlers and the company as well. Really good episode once again from what I've heard so far. Yeah. Um, we also had um, found out that uh, Flip Gordon has renewed his Ring of Honor contract and he signed a multi-year deal with Ring of Honor, which is fantastic. Um, he said in a quote from the website, Ring of Honor has been my home for the last three years and I'm very excited to say I'm not going anywhere for years and years to come because the mercenary has not signed a new multi-year, multi-million dollar deal <laughs> and it's his it, time it, to win it, some RH gold, ROH gold. Yeah, it, it would be pretty bad if he jumped ship when he's the number one contender. <laughs> Absolutely, they <laughs> mentioned that, definitely. And um, the only other real big thing which um, we may have mentioned, I think may have mentioned last week, but is that Ring of Honor is now on TikTok as well. I don't know if you mentioned last week, Oliver. So um, Ring of Honor is now available on TikTok for anyone who wants to register. So it's on there. I believe if you just look for Ring of Honor on TikTok, because I don't have it myself, you'll be able to find them on TikTok if you want to give them a look. So that's the main... Yeah. TikTok, I think it is. Yeah. So definitely something to check out there. And then the other main news, which we'll discuss later on, but just quickly, was the sad passing of... Hannah Kimura, uh, who briefly fought in the Women of Honor division, and Ring of Honor put out a really nice tribute to uh, Hannah Kimura and her um, and her brief career in the um, Ring of Honor uh, Women of Honor division, and we'll talk about her a lot later. But that was the main uh, uh, week's news this week. Yeah, uh, just a couple of quick things to add, which you wouldn't be aware of. Uh, Queen McKay is in uh, a Maxim contest, so best of luck to Quinn in that contest. We've voted for her. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you'll share the same feelings uh, here, Stephen. Obviously, fantastic yeah. at a job and an understated beauty. So, you know, best of luck to her in the competition. 
and a really cool thing, which is a tie-in with uh, our friends Grapple Arcade at, at BBG Wrestling. We was talking about Extreme Warfare Revenge and uh, ROH Review interviews uh, interviewee. Uh, the great Jeff Gorman said that he plays the game and puts himself in in ROH as a ring announcer. <laughs> and I just thought that was brilliant. Uh, I've been exchanging messages with him about it. Is that was really cool. So, um, yeah, do you want to talk about the partnership we have with uh, PowerStamp.tv there, Stephen? Absolutely. So um, we're very proud to be partners of the um, powerslam.tv network. They offer over 7,000 hours worth of content uh, from over 150 promotions worldwide. And if you want to um, use the service on us, you can get a month's free subscription and you are able to do that using the code broken free. So definitely check out the uh, powerslam.tv service because it's phenomenal. Yeah. Fantastic, this whole delegating stuff. I should have done it months ago. <laughs> okay, so now I've got to prove that I can do my best Bobby Cruz. So without any further ado, our mid-card match, as the fans would have it, is an ROH throwback Thursday match between the Allmates Express, Kenny King, Reptiles, against Mark and Jay, the Briscoes. So, yeah, going straight into this, 4,400 views, which is, which is really good. Um, love the refs getting involved, uh, two refs. Uh, excuse me, I think Paul Turner was the ref, and then Todd Sinclair, the senior official, come down, Yeah, which was really good, because the ref should be in control of a match, always. The hashtag is find ROH. Uh, Super X Factor through the table by uh, Reptitus was amazing. Um, as a standalone match, because I didn't really catch much of this feud because it was during my hiatus from ROH, it's a fantastic fight and brawl. Um, the fans are really into it. Boo for a Briscoe punch. Yay for a um, Reptitus punch. This is awesome. After uh, 16 minutes, so they had to work for it. And then King's cockiness costs uh, ANX the match, basically. Mm -hmm. What did you make of this match, Stephen? This is phenomenal. This is one of my favourite Ring of Honor tag team matches. Um, I remember what watched this match when it first aired like as soon as it came out on DVD because the stream food Go Fight Live wasn't the best this thing is just awesome, this was the coming out party for All Night Express, this was where they proved that they were able to go and it was just a complete bloody violent brawl The I wrote in, I actually wrote about this match in a Wrestling Estate article, my first Wrestling Estate article, and said it was very similar to one of the old school, you know, Mid-South tag team matches, which was just violent and bloody and just hardcore, but like punches and kicks and, you know, it, it, it's a brilliant... ROH alumni Mick Foley would be proud of that cheap plug. Yeah. <laughs> um, it... it was just a brilliant match. It, it was just, well, and the crowd were unbelievable. It took place during WrestleMania weekend, so you had fans from all over the world there. So they got to see Ring of Honor, you know, at the forefront. Kevin Kelly and Dave Prezak were awesome on commentary. And that image of one of the things that always sticks with me from this match is that Jay Briscoe was bloodied to the point where I was able to spray his blood like Tajiri's mist. <laughs> which yeah. I think is one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen. And that clothesline, what Rectitus gave to Jay Briscoe once they were both brawling and bloodied, was just, like, epic. So, yeah, definitely go out of your way and watch this one, because this is a match which doesn't get a lot of overall praise from Ring of Honor sort of historians. I think it is one of the most important tag matches in, like, the... Definitely the career of Reptiles and Kenny King. Definitely. Absolutely. So I loved it. Yeah. 
Okay, next up is the reason why we do the ROH review, the show. And this week's edition is on ROH TV champion and the fashion member, Dragon Lee. Um, so, yeah, going into this, it's a star spotlight, as I said. Uh, the highlights video, there's a highlights video to um, open the show. And he talks about his first match in ROH, was, which was at All-Star Extravaganza 8. Hashtag for that is ROH ASE 8. The, uh, the commentary is uh, Steve Carino, Nigel McGuinness, and Kevin Kelly. And this was one of the first times, I believe, when New Japan Pro Wrestling, CMLL, and ROH were working together. It was. Um, I'm going to throw this to you, Stephen, because I'm not 100% sure if I know the opponent. I think I do, but I'm just going to throw it to you. So, yes. yeah. Your best Bobby Cruz. Let's so, have a ring in. So, this showcase, international showcase match from All Star Extravaganza 8 is between Dragon Lee and Kamatachi. <laughs> Who is also aka Hiromu Takahashi, as we know him that's now. That's what it was, yeah. Yes. That's what it yeah. was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Takahashi. I've never heard of Takahashi. Yeah. Yeah. That's what like, it was. Hiromu uh, Takahashi. I was like, that's who he is. Got red hair. He's the one with the the cat, isn't he? Daryl yeah. the cat. Yeah. Daryl the cat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was. Don't do that to me, ROH. <laughs> I'm a wrestling historian like Stephen is, and we are, well, Stephen's the expert. I'm just the guy who tags along. But I knew that was, I knew that was Hiromu Takahashi. Hiromu Takahashi. And I'm yeah. terrible with Japanese names, so I'm obviously getting better. Um, this was, at the time, this was amazing. I'm watching it yeah. again. This I, I think at this point, amazing. This- Along with a lot of this show, um, this might be our Joe Kabashi, where yeah. we just people go and watch it because yeah. this match is unbelievable. The next match is extraordinary, and the third match is one of the matches of the year. One we'll, of the... we'll talk about it, but yeah. that's how, how how passionate I am about it. I think this is. Um, we'll, go, we'll go into detail, but I think this is the best star spotlight, and I don't think it's going to get any better than this. No, but yeah, this, as, yeah, this is probably one of the best hours worth of pro wrestling you'll see ever, and that's saying yeah. something. Three of the best matches you'll find anywhere. And I actually recommended this show to one of my friends because he'd been a Laps fan, and I said, You need to see this show because it's that good. Yeah. <laughs> um, this particular feud between Dragon Lee and uh, Kam Kamatachi. Um, no, it's, it's Takahashi. That's how people are going to know it now. Takahashi. Just, just, no, just do that. It's easier. Um, this particular feud between Dragon Lee and Hiromu Takahashi. There um, we go. The wing. Was, was um, <laughs> it took place a lot in... took place for a year over in CMLL, CMLL in New Japan. Mm-hmm. And they just blew it out of the park every time. They were just unreal, these matches these two guys had. This is no different. This is probably like the equivalent of, the way I looked at it, it was the equivalent of sort of uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. against Psychosis for me from uh, Bash at the Beach 96, finals of WCW fan. This is just two guys who have got the opportunity to go out there and just go nuts and just yeah. blow away everything in its in the wake that this is just there are too many great moments in this match for us to do for me to do justice in words to how good it is mm. it's just an absolute from start to finish masterpiece of daredevil moves innovation speed and just um like creativity it's just an absolute blast and one of the best matches probably from Ring of Honor in the past 10 years. Probably. That's how strong I am on it. 
you won't find anything better. <laughs> How about you, Oliver? What did you make of it? Yeah, like I said, uh, um, I think this episode might be our Joe versus Kabashi with what, with what I said earlier, but I'll give a couple of quick things. It's an unbelievable match. I think you're on the right path in terms of describing it. I think it's a WCW Cruiserweight match on pay-per-view, like a Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerra mm-hmm. from Havoc Hav- 97, or uh, one of the matches, a series of matches between, um, you know, Rob Van Dam and the new effing show, uh, the whole effing show, Rob Van Dam and the new effing show, Jerry Lynn and ECW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you versus super crazy we yeah. could go on forever. um todd sinclair is you know really put over on commentary as the best ref which i don't think we can um disagree with um the okay oh the fans love dragon there i couldn't read my own writing then <laughs> fight forever chance which yeah. teaches you I think, I mean, you know, it, this this was... Okay, another match, actually. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura against Sami Zayn mm. in uh, WWE at NXT Dallas, Dallas. in 2016. Mm-hmm. It's, it's basically like that as well. Uh, Pop-Up Canadian Destroyer was one of the highlights of the match. This is awesome, Chance. And, yeah, this is one... Don't obviously take our, obviously take our word for it, sorry. Um, you don't need too much information on this match. You won't regret watching this. No. It's as simple as that. So, yeah, that leads nicely into the uh, next part of the news uh, of, of the show. Um, as Dragon Lee explains how we got to the, the 6th of April 2019, Madison Square Garden, and the opportunity to become the 84th New Japan Pro Wrestling IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Once again, we've got Ian Riccoboni, Kevin Kelly, Colt Cabana, and Caprice Coleman on commentary. And that doesn't feel like overkill. No. Uh, And, yeah, throwing it to yourself, Stephen. Do you want to introduce this match? So, as Oliver most amazingly put it, this match is for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. It's a three-way match between challengers Dragon Lee, my favourite, one of my favourite wrestlers, Bandido, and the reigning and defending IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion at the time, Taichi Ishimori. So, this was, just to say myself before I take it to you Oliver this was again just an absolute masterclass of cruiserweight wrestling again innovation, yeah. speed risk creativity and it, a crowd which were unbelievably into this match like they were going and the commentary as well made this match unbelievably good like it, it, it excelled it and yeah. that you know I'm going to talk about this. And I even put in my notes, Bandido, love this man. <laughs> that double moonsault slam, what he gave to Taichi Shimori and Dragon Lee, I jumped up off the sofa and was, oh. Double moonsault fall away slam that Scott Hall kind yeah. of, you know, he kind of looked at that and went. Yeah. Just... Love this man. Love this man. <laughs> Even Jonathan Gresham, yet yeah, he's wearing Jonathan Gresham's T-shirt. So, you know, go figure. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Bandido's the man. Dragon Lee's the man. Teacher Shimori's the man. This was a three-way which was, like, you won't see a better three-way anywhere. Apart from, this was probably the second coming of George Styles and Daniels from Unbreakable. This is how close I would say that's how good in terms of what they did. I would yeah, say yeah. that's how good and the speed they worked at. But this was awesome. And you, Oliver, what did you think of it? Yeah, you you wouldn't say this is Daniels, Loki, Danielson because that was more kept on the mat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fair enough. Uh, 
quick little story about Taiji Ishimori because you know everyone likes a story as long as it doesn't put you to sleep is I first saw him at uh, yeah, oh actually he might have gone far, far that far back actually two, 2008 would it be around in 2008 mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think he was part of the NOAA European navigation tour that's yeah. in one of um, but then I saw him again on Border Wars 2013, where Davy Richards landed on my modern day favourite wrestler, <laughs> Paul London's face. Um, and yeah, going into the match, uh, I watched this because obviously we got Honor Club and stuff. Um, another partnership was, was spoken about Rev Pro here in the UK because uh, Zack Sabre Jr. was going up against Hiroshi Tanahashi on um, the G1 Supercard ROH MSG. Um, This is an extraordinary match. Like I said, this is our Joe Kabashi episode of uh, ROH Review. Um, This is awesome. Chance. Um, this This is incredible. Like you said, it is probably the ROH equivalent of the TNA Unbreakable um, main event between AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels and Samoa Joe. Um, an extraordinary match in the uh, most famous arena in the world. And yeah, yeah pause this, this podcast or go to it straight after this podcast and watch this match now. Mm. I mean, I think the G1 Supercard is still available for free until July maybe on the ROH YouTube so go and watch this match straight away yeah so that brings us into the main event of the ROH review star spotlight on uh, the ROH television champion and the fashion member Dragon Lee and it is a match for the ROH television title from Final Battle 2019, uh, Dragon Lee explains how we got there. Um, but this match is between Shane Taylor Promotions, Shane Taylor, the defending uh, champion, against Dragon Lee. And, yeah, throw it back over to you, Stephen. Yeah, um, I like how he actually said in the interview Dragon Lee before this, that it felt more like a handicap match, which I thought was a nice little touch and something a bit different different take on the yeah. match. Myself mm-hmm. and Oliver had previously reviewed this match um, for the Final Battle 2019 review, which you can check out on our archive. But this match never failed. We're cheap hooks tonight, aren't we? We are. Yeah. Um, this match never fails to, you know, be enjoyable. The I put the giant killer sort of contest in that, you know, Shane Taylor's just an absolute monstrous beast and then Dragon Lee's the young, you know, sort of um slayer of the slayer of the giant and the actual use of the size versus speed dynamic was great back then and it still is now. The crowd were amazing for this match. The interaction of Shane against Dragon Lee verbally as well, like taunting him was great. And yeah. it was a great defence for a champion so it was, the, it was a great handing over of a championship uh, to Dragon Lee and it was a great sort of passing over of a championship to a challenger I feel like it really got over the importance of the TV title and Dragon Lee then taking that championship on um, another phenomenal match again just go out your way and watch this thing because there's too many again too many great spots to talk about just amazing mm-hmm just amazing. How about you, Oliver? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when you're going to do that. Uh, this was the match of the night at Final Battle. Um, I love, like, like you said, in, in terms of the verbal beatdown, calls out his brother Roosh. Mm. He he gets cocky. Uh, talks about him being uh, Dragon Lee being a New Japan Pro Wrestling star. Um, Lee then finally takes Shane Taylor off his feet, which was huge. He slaps Shane Taylor across the face, which I wouldn't recommend doing. <laughs> they go toe-to-toe, and then he gives him the most vicious headbutt I've ever seen. Um, 
Lee gets out of the package padro, but rather than a kick out, he just kind of gets his arm up. Well, there's my armpit. Um, <laughs> welcome to the land. He gets out of that as well, which was unbelievable. He gets the the chain that Shane Taylor brought into the ring, and then due to the outside interference of uh, Reverend Ron Hunt, uh, Dragon Lee puts the chain around his knee, and then does a. Uh, a basic uh, V-trigger knee, wasn't yeah. it, really, uh, that Kenny Amiga's made famous. Shane Taylor kicks out one, unbelievably. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, another knee, and we have a new ROH TV champion. We said it on the final battle review, and we'll, we'll say it again here, this is an unbelievable match. Um, like you said, this is a fine passing of the torch. Yeah, the Shane Taylor did such an amazing job as ROH Television Champion, and I, I, w- I would say now that as as much as like Danhausen, who's always watching, <laughs> is one of our favorite wrestlers and one of Stephen's many favorite. I think that I'm going to put my uh, my choice down as Shane Taylor's. Shane Taylor promotion, Shane Taylor. That's that's my ROH guy, and I'm so glad that he has re-signed with the company. So, uh, yeah. Uh, next up, we are moving on to our main event of the evening. And unfortunately, this is in tragic circumstances, but um, we wanted to pay tribute to, obviously, uh, a wonderful lady and uh, a kind soul so um yeah this is a women of honor match the first round tournament of the crowning of the new women of honor champion and it is between sumi sakai and stardom's hannah kimura and over to you steven yeah, um, just because we always like to talk about the views, 130,000 views for this one. Great figure of, uh, you know, watchers for it. Um, so Hannah Kimura came out with her partner from Stardom, um, Kagetsu, which was great, as her um, corner, corner guy. And they were, at the time, the goddess of Stardom tag champions. Um, and it was actually Hannah Kimura's debut in... America, which was phenomenal, yeah. um, which I didn't actually know until I watched this match. Um, and it was Diona Cruiser, I believe, who was on commentary with Cole and Ian Riccoboni for this one as well, from right as well, yeah. which added an extra dynamic on commentary. Yeah. Um, and it was a really fast-paced, fun, well-wrestled and inventive Women of Honor match once again. Um, crowd were really into this thing. Hannah Kimura was a uh, talent in the making. Her way of working around the ring, her charisma, her technical ability was all on point. Her heel dynamic in the sense of when she went up to do the code of honour but then put the hand away was brilliant. Yeah, and fantastic. It was. And the double boot um, to... Sumi Sakai from both members of Ode, um, Oedo Tai was great as well. It was just a wonderful, a wonderful match. And then you've got the great bit where um, Sumi did the high fly flow, the crossbody from the top onto both members of the team, which was great. Yeah. And you got a really great ending of um, the. Um, I call it the overdrive, the um, what Summer Sakai did. Um, it's a Smash Mouth, isn't it? Yeah, now? Smash Mouth, yeah. Which um, Hannah Kimura sold brilliantly. Like, she looked like she'd been knocked out, which I thought was awesome. Mm. Just a really, really great, fun match and just such a shame that someone so young and talented and with so much potential has been taken away due to the nastiness of some, well, the unnecessary nastiness of so many people who couldn't even, don't even kind of 
deserve to breathe the same air as this person who did everything from what I gather right was a family woman daughter entertainer and it's just such a shame because she would have made been she could have been such and she was young 22 that's no age for anybody that's younger than both me and Oliver and like I feel young as it is but that's young yeah. and that's sad and this match took place three years ago I believe Right, so she was 19 at the time. So the selection was 19 and she was this good. Like, I think she started when she was 14. 16th anniversary show. Yeah. So. 20. 20. So, uh, yeah, just a, a, a very tragic circumstances, but it's a match which really shows what she was capable of in the ring and how good and talented she was. And it was a privilege to be able to watch it and enjoy it. Um, what about you, Oliver? Yeah, I, f- I think you've covered a lot of my thoughts, uh, really. I'd, I'll just say that in her US debut, she looked composed. She had a lot of potential and promise. Um, she came back to ROH, which we covered for the G1 Supercard, mm-hmm. and was in the first ever uh, women's match that was a dark match of Wrestle Kingdom this year as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe, just maybe she could have been the driving force to get women's wrestling on a New Japan Pro Wrestling show. So yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely tragic. Um, and and like like you said, I mean, you're the mild mannered one out of the two of us. So when when you feel that way, you can only imagine how I feel. Um, I don't know if I want to say too much now, because obviously we were we we're going to talk a little bit at the end as well. So um, a really good match. Um, you know, you, you might say it's sentimental to put it as the main event and. Yeah, probably is with both human, but um, this is a, a really good match. And, you know, we're uh, passionate advocates of women's wrestling and, and just wrestling in general. It shouldn't be mm-hmm. gender-based. And, um, yeah, both both women gave it their all in this match, and it was uh, a really good match to watch, like I said, an honour and a privilege to, to watch... Uh, a very small snippet of Hannah Kimura's budding career. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So at, at this point, uh, I don't even know if I want to do this really. It's uh, it's time for the, the books, ads and stuff. So um, my, my first book is A Fan's Perspective, One Man's Exploration of British Wrestling. And in the early years of the new millennium, three men led the charge in British wrestling, Wonder Kid Johnny Storm, Doug Williams, and the Phoenix Jody Fleisch. This book is the story of my first hearing about British wrestling being talked about on British radio via TalkSport in 2001. It's back on TalkSport now, so that's pretty cool. All the way through to the first few months, 2007, of my almost two-year quest to prove British wrestling was as good as its counterparts in the United States, Japan, Mexico, and beyond. That's the first book. Yep. So why am I advertising this British wrestling book? Well, it's because uh, Ring of Honor's talked about in it as well as British wrestling bloopers. Um, <laughs> so I was at ROH Unified in the amazing city of Liverpool, England, to see Nigel McGuinness versus Brian Danielson tear the house down in the main event, amongst other things. I was at the same hotel as the ROH wrestlers in March 2007, and I was once again back in the beautiful city of Liverpool to take in the ROH double shot in March 2007, which was probably highlighted by the Fight Without Honor match between Jimmy Rave and Nigel McGuinness, and um, a one of the uh, Briscoes. Uh, you know, a few matches in ROH um, yeah. between Jay and Mark, which was outstanding. So, yep, yeah, that's that. 
second book is one I'm always hesitant to talk about because it's WWE, but it's a fan's perspective, 2016. What a year to be a fan of WWE. I mentioned about Nakamura versus Zayn. This is the book it happens in. That was completely coincidental. Um, but yeah, 2016 was a truly great year to be a fan of World Wrestling Entertainment. Join me as I take you on a journey through every pay-per-view, Raw and SmackDown Live, NXT TakeOver and WWE Network Special. Read my alternative WrestleMania 32 booking, plus my thoughts and insights on all of 2016's major matches, segments, storylines and major news stories throughout this ground, historical and groundbreaking time. So that's that one. And then lastly... My third book, A Fan's Perspective, How My Lifelong Dream Became a Nightmare. 2008 was a historical year in pro wrestling. Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels contested one of, if not the best, pro wrestling feud of all time. I continued writing and reporting on the UK scene. My lifelong dream, attending a WrestleMania, WrestleMania 24 live came true, and I met my childhood hero, Brett Hitman Hart. 2008 is also the year WB could have catapulted my modern-day favorite wrestler, Paul London, to the main event. They didn't, so I fantasy booked in there. 2008 also had some great matches. I share my thoughts on some of the best. Lastly, 2008 was a big year in terms of the women's wrestling evolution we're living through in this year. I'll explain how we've got here. And as a special bonus, I share my thoughts on the beginning of 2009. All these books are available on paperback and Kindle and free on Kindle Unlimited on Amazon. You can have them signed by myself for half the price currently on my big cartel at fansperspective.bigcartel.com. And you can get them from Pro Wrestling Cartel in Birmingham, England. But unfortunately, it's closed at the moment due to the coronavirus. So, yeah. That is that. Um, it's a real shame that we should have put that after the show, but we went straight into the main event. <laughs> but, you know, as, as is such. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go into links and plugs because that's important too. So we are uh, so very grateful t- to the Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast network for hosting us you've been tremendous in hosting us we really appreciate it they're on twitter at bbg wrestling and the website is bbgwrestling.com our social media is uh, at roh review on twitter at roh review on instagram um, our Facebook is facebook.com forward slash ROH review 2019 because that's when we're established. Uh, our YouTube is one of those you got to put in the description. Mm-hmm. And our email for suggestions, feedback, and comments is ROH review at outlook.com. We'd like to say a big special thank you to both uh, ROH World Pro Wrestling Ponderings, Chris, for putting out our press releases, and to uh, Pro Wrestling Between the Sheets, Bob, for putting out our press releases too. And um, yeah, uh, that comes nicely to you, Stephen, and your ads. Yeah, so um, you can find my... Um, writing, being a pro wrestling journalist at the Wrestling Estate. You can find us on Twitter at the Wrestling EST. Um, my most recent article, which was put up earlier this week, was a really in depth and great interview with pro wrestling photographer Kane Wharton, who's covered um, events at Ring of Honor as well as Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Um, he's covered stuff for Game Changer Wrestling. AEW and various other events and um, he gives his Instagram and his Twitter handles in the interview so definitely go and check him out um, yeah, and interview that is oh, thank you and well, um, you can um, as well as my articles we cover WWE we cover uh, Impact Wrestling Ring of Honor New Japan and the Independent Scene and we have a monthly newsletter which you can sign up for and each week we run a weekly roundtable where myself and the rest of the team get asked a series of questions by our editor John which we all answer and we all take part in and they get published and myself and Oliver were part of the Ring of Honor Mount Rushmore um, 
roundtable uh, last year, which was, or was it earlier this year? It was earlier this year, wasn't it? Well, uh, last, this year, yeah. This year, February. yeah. Yeah, February, which was a ton of fun. So definitely check us out at the Wrestling Stay at the Wrestling EST. Yeah, uh, thank you very much to yourself, Stephen, and John for contacting me to do that. It's my first written piece that hasn't been uh, a book in hmm. uh, in years, to be fair. So thank you very much for that. You're welcome. Uh, just quickly going back to Broken But Glorious Wrestling, uh, we pay to host on SoundCloud on the website. So if you'd like to donate during this uh, really tough time with coronavirus, uh, we'd really appreciate it. PayPal.me forward slash BBGWPod. Okay. So now we have done the ads and everything. It's very good. So, yeah, hopefully you haven't minded this for the last few shows and stuff, but with a platform, we feel that we have to speak out on issues that are very important to us. So um, myself and Stephen are mental health advocates, anti-bullying advocates, and as of, as of this week, but there's always kind of you know, been this way. Uh, we believe in helping the homeless. Um, You know, from a mental health perspective, unfortunately, that plays into uh, what we'd like to end the show on. Um, So, you know, if you are, yeah, basically with with what we're living through and stuff, um, I would say not to text or instant message, but to leave a voice note uh, make a call or uh, make a video call like me and Stephen are doing now to show people how you're really doing. If you're struggling, please, please reach out because you are important, you are enough, you are unique, and there's nobody like you in the world, and the world would be a worse off place if you weren't in it. And we yeah. I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, what would you like to say, Stephen? Yeah, just everyone needs to realise that as you just said Olivia you put it as, I, don't, I don't think there's anything I could add to it just that we're all unique we're all special we're all part of this world and we should all help one another we should all share the love we shouldn't share hate and you know you have so much to give and there'll be always someone there to listen and we always just want you know, a healthy body is a healthy mind, a healthy mind is a healthy body. We don't want your health to suffer. We don't want people to become unwell. And as we always say, this podcast, thankfully, we've kept it going, not only because, you know, we want to cover a company, but we enjoy talking to one another and we enjoy being able to make people happy, you know, and the amount of people who've enjoyed what we do just from two people talking about a company we enjoy watching matches for is one of the most humbling things of all. And if we can help bring that joy for an hour a week at the moment, then that means a lot to me. And I know it means a lot to you, Oliver, that we're able to keep those people happy as well. So thank you for letting us keep you positive and sharing your positivity as well and and absolutely um and anti from an anti-bullying perspective as well unfortunately this plays into tonight's episode um no to bullying no to cyber bullying no to any bullying whatsoever um it's it's a horrendous thing it's played a, a critical part in you know the tribute we're playing you know we're playing tonight um, it, it shouldn't happen on any level. Uh, you know, it, positivity is key. That's that's what the message we need to spread, and that's pretty much why I've lived on Twitter for the, you know for the last few days at least, uh, trying to spread as much positivity as I can, um, and it being my favourite platform of social media. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to say about anti-bullying, Stephen? Yeah, just don't do it. Don't bully. Don't hide behind the keyboard. Just enjoy spending time with different people. Just 
the amount of energy that's expended on negativity and on making people feel bad shouldn't be happening. We all have something to offer. Just don't do it. It's not right. It really affects people. People shouldn't be hidden away from an opportunity to meet people and to share experiences and, you know, good times. If me and Oliver gave up what we were doing because of cyberbullying, like in terms of the Ring of Honor review, we wouldn't be doing it right now. We don't want negativity to come and you know stop people from being happy and as we've seen this week in the news we've the tragedy what's took place is just shouldn't have happened and it's just wrong at the end of the day it's wrong don't do it and just be happy and kind to one another yeah and uh, obviously we said about help the homeless it's something i'm very passionate about i released a song uh yesterday hopefully you still like the band um <laughs> i released a song by the fray how to save a life on my youtube channel and shared it on my social media basically saying that you know we should help every every person we come across especially homeless people and there shouldn't be any homeless people on the streets um anywhere in the world so that's something I'm very passionate about as well. Is there anything you'd like to say on that, Stephen? Yeah, just that again, you know, homelessness is a horrible thing, especially in, I couldn't even imagine being homeless in this current period of COVID. It must be terrifying. We need to get people to, you know, have the support there from food banks and from, uh, the you know, the general public to be able to help people get off the streets and to get themselves, you know, into a hostel or a flat or, you know, the health checks over in case there is anything. And uh-huh. just make sure that you don't um, never ignore homeless people, always to if you can help them, never just brush them aside because they're people too at the end of the day because I know that happens, I've worked in cities and I've seen that happen, so please don't do that always reach out, always see if you can help them in some shape or form a homeless person because that can make the difference more than you can imagine So, and, and I think the key thing as well is you're only a few things away from it happening to you yeah so um, yeah, we'd like to end tonight's show and just speak about uh, Shad Gaspard and uh, Hannah Kimura. Firstly, we have Shad. Um, I don't think we need to speak too much, but basically, he was a man who who died a hero. He yeah, he saved his son and unfortunately lost his own life and uh. Uh, and our, our thoughts and condolences go to his friends and family and, and to anyone in the wrestling business who misses him because he was fantastic in crime time. Um, so many amazing entertainment moments and uh, such a talented guy as well. I listened to uh, Chasing Glory with Lillian Garcia and JTG and he was working on all these projects and stuff and... Uh, Talented guy, uh, gentle giant, as Kenny King putting his on a post, and uh, such a, a huge miss for the wrestling world. Uh, anything you'd like to add, Stephen? Yeah, just um, he was a man who he was a family man. He was a good man. He came out of the wrestling industry and he looked for alternative employment, and he did really well for himself. Thankfully, loving family man, such a tragedy just such a tragedy but he was a hero in that he let his you know the authorities get his son safe and I just hope that a send our condolences out to his friends to his former colleagues to JTG who was his close friend his fans you know the fans of, of Crime Time and Chad and his family you know his family who it, it, again such a tragic thing to happen you know, but he will definitely be remembered as a humble, well-loved and honourable man who made sure his son was the, the most heroic act you can do as a parent and possibly as a man. You like you, you save your son's life and he sadly lost his. Um, 
it'll never be forgotten and we'll always be able to fondly remember him in one way or another whether it be through WWE or his other work you know so yeah just hope everything is okay with his family and just send my condolences out to them yeah and for the GoFundMe which I've, I've just thought about we'll put that in the description if you can donate at all um, that would be really really appreciated and uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, we need to the same for uh, Hannah Kimura. Um, you you spoke uh, a little bit about this before. Um, you're mild mannered. I'm headstrong, <laughs> so um, <laughs> it kind of depends who goes first. I no, I'm, I'm gonna um, the cyberbullying of this lady. Uh, was an absolute disgrace and i hope the people who have done it are made accountable for what they've done um she was 22 she was the light of people's lives daughter um second generation wrestler you know wrestling to the side obviously she had a lot of potential and promise and probably was a little bit further along from the match that we've covered tonight um, but this is why we're anti-bullying, um, and and yeah, it's an absolute disgrace that she's no longer with us because of the actions of people who have hid behind their computer, wouldn't say it to her face, and unfortunately, too much of it has caused um, the the death of uh, you know a beautiful woman with so much to give to the world because she was obviously. An amazing spirit. No one spoke ill of her in the wrestling business. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah, uh, that's that's what I've got to say. And, uh, you know, the the flowers for Hannah and stuff was a beautiful tribute that I've seen online. And um, yeah, uh, is there anything else you'd like to add, Stephen? Just like you, that. The people need to be accountable for what they've done. She was a young daughter at the end of the day. She was 22. That's no age for anybody. She was obviously suffering from, well, not mental illness, but it was affecting her to the point of what she she did do, which is horrendous. That should never have happened. That, that's um, why we're advocates for mental yeah, health. Aren't they? This shouldn't just have happened. Wish a, just wish she had a reached out. Yeah, but but even so, like, oh. it, it, she it, it just shouldn't have happened. And she, regardless of wrestling or whatever, she was a, a daughter of somebody and she was a young woman who had a, a life ahead of her and it, she decided it wasn't right for her to be here and that's horrible to think that. And it's kind of spooky when you see someone that young, when you watch them back. And you're seeing yeah. them because you think that person's here, but they're not. And yeah. I think all the tributes and all of the um, sort of advocacy, what this has brought along for mental health and for suicide awareness and for cyberbullying awareness has been really strong on social media and in a good way. And I feel it's really opened people's eyes to a lot of things. And I want to commend, again, I want to commend the... Um, the wrestling community for being so um, compassionate and also so um, sort of well um, just honest about that it's just the wrong thing to happen every Twitter feed every Twitter post I read on anyone's feed anything I read was always this shouldn't have happened it was wrong no one said anything negative everyone was very you know complimentary and it was lovely to see so many kind comments from her peers. And once again, I send out my condolences to her fans, to her friends, to her colleagues, and to her family and to her mother, who was a who she probably idolised as a wrestler. So, yeah. you know, it's been a very tough week, even though it's been, you know, sunny and everything. It's been a week of reflection and a week of... Um, toughness in terms of like the situation we're in but it's been really humbling to see how people have 
responded from it. It makes you proud to be a wrestling fan to see how the community comes together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rest in peace, Shad Gaspard and Hannah Kimura. Um, yeah, hopefully to, to redirect uh, the you know the negative side of wrestling to positive. Um, on this day, uh, the the late great Owen Hart won the IWGP junior heavyweight title from Hiroshi Hayes, which we talked about. Uh, Paul Heyman took over the uh, SmackDown booking and created the SmackDown 6. And ROH alumni Lance Storm invaded WWE uh, for WWE. So hopefully that's a nice note to end on. But yeah, we're sorry if this has been but it, it kind of had to be. We, we had to put this across. Um, but, yeah, once again, uh, thank you for listening to us in our droves. This is why we have become so passionate about uh, different uh, things that happen in the world because we've got a platform and we want to use it for good and positivity. Um, thank you for all the feedback. Thank you for the follows. Thank you for the retweets, the likes everything uh thank you to all the interviewees so far and in the future mm. uh, absolutely amazing that two guys um you know who just talk about a promotion that they like are able to interview some of the people that they admire greatly um as i mentioned earlier with the uh the fantastic uh announcer ring announcer timekeeper jeff gorman who gave us one of uh the the best interviews that we've had so far. Yeah. Thank you for that, Jeff. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, this is the end of our wage review episode 30. Um, can't say if anything else is going to be put out this week. I, I'm not sure about that, but you'll definitely have an ROH review either solo or duo every week. Um, so yeah, until next time. This is Free Time Pro Wrestling, all for Oliver Newman. And I'm Pro Wrestling Journalist Stephen Jackson. Signing off. Thanks very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See you later. Bye. See ya.